0: welcome to another episode of believe in rangers a new york rangers podcast presented by blue york on the believe podcast network i'm your host johnny lazarus joined by my good friend cody frankel and we got a lot to unpack today we also have a great guest ryan mead from blue Shirts breakaway he's fucking hilarious we love ryan and so will you if you haven't heard from him ever yet he's like one of the probably the best rangers personality there is right now on twitter and just in the podcast we're all ryan and greg also greg Kaplan, but uh ryan was the only one who joined us today i'm rambling on cody how was your weekend Dude, weekend was good.
2: <laughs> uh, what? No, um, weekend was good.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, how was yours, man?
0: Mine was good. Got really drunk. Um, watched the March Madness, which was great. That Duke UNC game was legendary, obviously, but I will admit yeah, that, that I sick. did fall asleep and miss the entire first half. But yeah, no, great weekend. Uh, Ranger games, you know, obviously Fridays was tough against the Islanders, but, um, you know, last night's against the Flyers. While it's fresh in our minds, I feel like we should talk about the Flyers game.
2: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, Dude, it looked like after the first two periods we were dead in the water and then obviously that third goal right at the beginning of the third period, I was just I was I was getting ready to shut off my TV and then all of a sudden immediately we scored and I feel like a flip kind of switched and the team just went off and you know whatever i mean obviously we lost but
0: before before i give my two cents on the flyers game i gotta rip on you just for just for a hot oh, second cody's okay. texting me on friday he's at the game and and same thing tonight bro i think igor is like something's wrong with him something's going on and i'm like dude like relax <laughs> i think it was after the matt martin goal on friday night you were like something's wrong with him he looks slow getting over post to post bro Going from <laughs> side to side of his
2: crease, dude. He was moving so slow on Friday, and I was like, "What is going on?" Because normally he's like a fucking cat, dude. And he's like,
0: you know, yeah, yeah, no. So I just, I just wanted to say, like, I feel like the Igor, and this, this might be a really horrible, like, um, analogy, but like, kind of, you know, how I do the similarities to random things. Let's hear, yeah. It, man. But I feel like I'm you'll gonna actually start
2: doing them to Yankees. You it. should,
0: but I feel like you'll agree with this one. Kind of the Igor Shosturkin that we've seen this year is like henry rowan gartner in rookie of the year when he breaks his arm like you know, like that like that's that's like it's a sh- it's a superhuman goalie that we've seen all season long dude. like what he's been the last two nights has been good but he's like that human movie that movie ruled that's except, my favorite movie let's done.
2: let's hope uh you know his his fucking powers don't go away yeah, but um exactly but you
0: know what i mean like that's what we've seen all yeah. year a superhuman guy and now like dude like you're saying something's wrong but he's like still playing well It's just like he's not yeah i mean against you know, the flyers he
2: Definitely led in a softy to begin with. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he, he played okay. Um, and then I thought in the third, he just like turned it up, made some incredible saves um, in overtime. He made, he stopped that shot like dead to rights and right in front of him. That was yeah. awesome. Um, he played really well. Of course, Kevin Hayes would be the fucking one yeah. to score the OT winner against us. And um, I know we were talking about it a little dude, but like why? Okay. Gerard Gallant. There's either two things that could have happened going into this game. Either before the game, he took a couple hits of a joint, <laughs> or he willingly chose to make those lines. Okay. I know, I know we discussed the lines a little of like what they should be. Mm-hmm. The lines he chose were kind of whack. And then on top of that, sending Heathel out instead of like Keandre or Cop or Fox. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you said that I don't think Crowder could have been in the shootout because he was in the penalty box, but yeah. like, Dude, there were like four or five capable guys who should have been out there before Hedo. Um, I wouldn't have been mad if they sent Hedo out, but sending him out in like a game-winning situation or a game-losing situation just was not the play.
0: How do you not send out Adam Fox on Jewish Heritage Night at Madison Square Garden? That <laughs> was a lock to score. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, but I agree. I mean, Keandre especially. I feel like Keandre has been money. In the- I don't even remember the last time Hedo scored in a shootout like has he like what's his probably never he probably has
2: never scored in a shootout because he does the same fucking move every single time Mm -hmm. and every single time
0: he gets stopped Mm -hmm. no i agree but i i like the the shootout thing to me still i i honestly think in five years it'll be gone with the amount of like fans that completely yeah we've talked about this i mean they gotta extend the 3v3 ot it was Mm -hmm.
2: absolutely electric i mean i would have loved for that for there to be five more minutes there
0: you know Mm And honestly, we also, like, not necessarily got lucky, but on our second goal, on Mika's goal against the Flyers last night, Petrano's shot knocked off Martin Jones' mask. I don't know if you saw that, but it was like, you know, yeah. you, you can't really blow that whistle dead, but typically when that happens in a game, like, the whistle is blown right away. So, we like, not yeah. necessarily we got lucky, but, I mean, then again, we also, like, the refing I thought was pretty bad last night. Like, that call on Panarin for a hook was atrocious. Like, that was like Dude. a fucking NBA reach and foul. Yeah. Like
2: yeah. Did you see how did you see how? I mean, it was a penalty at the end with Cryder, but did yeah. you see it in OT? Did you see how upset he was, dude? He, yeah. he didn't even look up, he just yeah. put his hands in his face.
0: I mean, that's like one thing that coaches harp on, especially is like a stick penalty when you're like, you know, 200, like whatever, 100 feet away from net. He was, trying, your well, he was net. trying
2: to lift his stick and he just yeah. completely missed.
0: But those are just like the penalties him. that coaches like they they just get. they. You know they're driven yeah. nuts when you take a second yeah. like so far away from your net like it's just not not that it's so lazy but that's like in a coach's eyes like that's the laziest penalty you can take you know
2: yeah i think it was bad because i know there was only 33 seconds left but i felt like we were kind of dominating ot yeah. so mm-hmm. it was like you know it took away from that and then obviously we didn't get to really touch the puck again until we cleared it out but um but yeah i know you wanted to talk a little bit about the detroit game and how Georgiev have struggled
0: yeah i, th- I think um, we just want to touch on the games from this past week i mean the detroit game was so back and forth a lot of fun to watch and ryan reeves apparently when they're on tnt is the best player dude, the it, was all, yeah, yeah. it was
2: awesome i was there um in detroit dude i, dude, I went back to back games bro i wasn't supposed to go friday and then my buddy
0: hit me up like, like what the fuck are you talking day. about that game was in detroit oh
2: wait 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 <laughs> wait. wait. what was the game before the islanders game that we were home
0: buffalo was yeah ot two. Buffalo, so it oh my was, god, I can't keep was, up,
2: dude. We're having so many OT games. At Buffalo, we won an OT. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I can't keep up with the amount of OT games we yeah. have. I, I've been going to so many games this year. I feel like I've just like lost track. But we're we're actually pretty good for the games I've been going to. I think we're mm-hmm. I think I'm like eleven and four or something like that. Yeah, we'll keep going then. <laughs> but um, yeah, exactly. But uh dude, Igor against the Islanders. I know you uh you you Sent me that text that he's one six and one. I like wouldn't have even known if I didn't. Yeah. If you didn't send me that, that's crazy.
0: So I got to give a shout out to a friend of mine, Rob Taub. Um, Rob actually tweeted that. Sad, I knew Igor only had like one win against them, but I didn't realize it was like yeah. six losses and 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 the yeah, that's loss. bad. That's um, bad. And his one win also only came on Thanksgiving Eve this year. Yeah, the yeah, Islanders yeah, yeah. had like really 15 is. guys off their roster, so it's not even like. Yeah it's not even like he's really beaten them yet. And that's a, uh, you know, that's a little alarming, I think, going forward. Cause like, you know, mm-hmm. is obviously his best bud is, is his good friend. And, you know, you would think that Igor would have more wins against the Islanders. Like, I, I guess, you know, the last like two years that he's been in the league, they've been really good. But, you know, this year, especially for some reason, the Islanders like have our number, you know? So let me ask you something. Do you think, I know we're
2: talking about Igor a little bit here, but do you mm-hmm. think Igor is still in the vizina talks for for like the favorite or do you think he's kind of playing himself out of that and you know he's still obviously top three no question about it but i, I think
0: i think he's still the vesna like leader over, I mean, markstrom. I, over markstrom over um freddie anderson i mean like mm-hmm. we've said like and we talk, I think about, we'll, it,
2: yeah. We
0: yeah. talk about it a lot yeah we talk about a little with I mean, you want to go you can go first
2: No, no, no. I was just going to say, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think I I don't even count Freddie Anderson. I mean, I think it's just between him and Markstrom at this point. Um, Freddie anderson had a hell of a year. Agreed. Agreed. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think the other two, um, are kind of elevating a little bit, but, um, yeah. What were you going to say?
0: No, I just think that, um, you know, as far as vezna talk, it's like most valuable goalie, right? Like, like it's mm-hmm. similar to MVP and sometimes these things kind of get lost because like the most valuable player to a team isn't necessarily like the best player in the league, right? Like, you right. know, I like, as good as Austin Matthews has been like Toronto is still like a very strong offensive team. So like, you know, obviously I mean, Matthews right now, I think has to be the MVP just like with the year he's having, he's been right. insane. Um, and he had a really bad start too. I don't think he scored a goal in like his first 10 games. So like what he's done is even more impressive. I think he has like 44 goals in his last 46 games, which is fucking crazy. So, you know, the Igor for heart talk, I think is kind of, you know, dwindling down a bit here as Matthews yeah. continues to yeah, go on yeah. a run. But as far as a Vesna goes, man, like, I tweeted out this stat um last week so i don't know what the numbers are right now but the rangers and devils had the exact same amount of goals scored last week like 203 goals for each team had the same thing and the rangers had 36 more points than the Devils said like that is insane yeah um, that's nuts you know when you well, think of, like goals scored yeah like you get just gotta what, what did valley say I, so valley said something that was pretty interesting
2: um and resonated with me he was like you know igor was playing out of his mind obviously for the longest time and then this these last like six seven game stretch where Obviously, he hasn't been playing up to that quality of where he was for the for the earlier part of the year. He was like, at that point, the team wasn't really scoring, and the team's scoring a lot of goals now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. outside of the Islanders game, I mean, and obviously until the third against the Flyers, like, the team is scoring a lot of goals now. So it's kind of like, you know, he doesn't need, I mean, obviously, we still need him to be elite, but he doesn't need to be that, like, crazy, 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 unreal goaltender in that in that form so
0: and not only is the team scoring but they're also scoring five on five which was like the biggest issue that we had all year. you know that's that's a huge plus but i actually are helping with that dude you know like we said the biggest complaint about this team for the first half of the season was the lack of scoring five and five but in the last six games the rangers have scored now 21 goals which is a lot yeah you know and, yeah, and this is a team like igor had to literally hold the team on his back just to win a game mm-hmm. like we were scoring two goals at most a game so like you know as far as the vezin talk does go like i still think he's the guy you know I, I think people can argue that calgary is a better overall team than the rangers right now i think calgary is like a, <laughs> they've smoked us every time we play yeah them. they're just a scary team too and and yeah. like Calgary's offense is also really really but strong. we
2: do have new guys don't forget that i mean i yeah. know they do too obviously to fully's been doing really well over there and i'm sure Yarn crooks gonna do well as well but dude our new guys are buzzing so um you know i i think we'll be just all right and uh i think you're you're right on that front but i i also wanted to um i guess mention to you so panarin is on pace for his best season yet he he should finish around between 96 and 100 points i, I know he did have like 95 points once um but it's kind of crazy dude he only has 19 goals and this is going to be the first time in his career in a full 82 game season where he'd have under 25 goals like what do you think's changed about his game this season where he's just like not shooting as much and obviously we talk about how he's more of a playmaker but like the goal differentials kind of weird i really think a lot of it has to do with the power play
0: i mean look so? how successful the rangers power play has been all year they're mm-hmm. You know, the Rangers are the second best power play in the league right now, and they've pretty much been in the top five power play percentage all year long. And if you look at his stats right now, he only has five goals on the power play, and he has 28 assists. So, like, you know, a lot of points from these star guys, especially the guys from the first unit of the power play, they get a lot of their points, you know, on the man advantage, like what we've seen from Kreider, yeah. dude. Like, Kreider has, what, 24, 25 power play goals? Yeah. Like, you know, that's pretty insane. And and the fact that the Rangers power play has been as good, as good as it's been this year is a huge reason why Panarin's had a huge point increase. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, was the power play in Columbus so fucking good? Like, no. I mean, right. he probably had a lot of points when he was playing with Kane on their power play unit and Keith and Tate yeah. and all those guys. <laughs> yeah, you think? But you look at this at this team right now, like the, the a lot of the offense, or at least for, you know, a majority of the season, came from the power play. And I think that's why he's had so much success. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you think about it too, like Mika's really been in that one-timer, you know, shoot first spot, Dude, and Mika's Panarin hasn't automatic. really been there. Yeah. yeah so
2: like yeah they switch so that's something i noticed dude. Mm-hmm. They, in the power play they switch spots so now mm-hmm. panarin's more in like the playmaker role on the power play so that's pretty interesting um dude i think my favorite celly like of all time is the leg kick. no dude forget oh. the leg kick it's the, the bread running dance, man or whatever bro. the running the man dance dude yeah. <laughs> it's got, cool. dude it is he did it again against the flyers it was awesome
0: mm-hmm. um, no i do love it it's like really cute <laughs> yeah It is. Ben Aaron's a cute guy, you know? Yeah, he is. He's an an adorable dude. Um, But before we do uh, wrap things up and send it over to Ryan Mead, we did have a DM from a follower of ours. His name's Matt. He actually is a a great dude. Um, We coached the Matt Martin camp together a couple years ago, but he just wanted to, like, ask us about our take on Dryden Hunt. And I kind of want to kick it off to you first. I don't know if you want to have the pressure put on you right away. Um, Yeah, it's fine. I mean,
2: dude, Hunt, I've said this to you many times. I feel like he's almost just a body Mm-hmm. I know early in the season he had that 3 game 4 game stretch where obviously he was playing on the second line or whatever and yeah. everybody was like oh my god Dryden Hunt's going to be sick but he, I was he tweeting really out a,
0: Dryden Hunt first line.
2: Yeah, you were, <laughs> you were probably like Dryden Hunt for captain but um yeah. yeah he doesn't do anything for me man. I I think he's just like you know a role player that's like just a body in there like another McKeg or whatever. I mean he's definitely fast but he just doesn't do anything like He's not hard – like, he immediately gets knocked off the puck whenever he's on a breakaway or anything like that. He's like a Gautier McKeg type of player, doesn't really do much. I mean, I don't know if he'll be on this team next year. He might. I think he has a two-year contract, so he's technically contracted for next year. But, um, yeah, I mean, he – I don't know. He's just a body. What do you think?
0: I mean, he's having a career-high year in points. So oh, like, my God. That's. I mean, that's a plus. Like, dude, he, this is his – fifth season in the NHL. His first year, he played 11 games with Florida. He spent his first three years with Florida, his last year with Arizona. And, you know, in those years combined, I think he's has, he's had 38 points in his career. He has 15 this year, four goals, 11 assists. Um, oh, hell yeah, thing-
2: dude. So we could basically, so you're saying we could basically package him and heedle. For like a six this offseason, get some <laughs>
0: big time value. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. But I mean, like with a guy like Dryden Hunt, like he's been asked to do a lot more than what's expected of him this year. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why he, he kind of has like that negative, for lack of a better term, like taste in fans' mouths because he's been playing with Panarin and Strom every now and then mm-hmm. and, has, you know, gotten opportunities. I think but he's not that guy. You're right.
2: Yeah. No, you're right. But I think the bigger issue for me is he's still playing with those guys. Like we have. Yeah. All these new guys who came in, and yeah, like Strom's hurt, Kako's hurt, Rooney's hurt, whatever, but like he's still playing with those guys. Who who are you going to put there? Dude, I sent you the lineup today. Like, for example, Brozinski was on the second line, right? Mm -hmm. But Hunt could have easily been there. Okay. Why are you putting Lafreniere on the third line? Like, it just makes no sense the way certain schematics of things are playing out. So I don't know. I mean, I I definitely see the frustration in fans because it's like, Nobody wants to see Dryden Hunt on the second line at this point in the season. You know what I mean? Like we're a 94 point
0: team. Well, let me ask you this. A lot of fans rag on Ryan Strom. Do you think he's going to have a little more appreciation now when he comes back in the lineup?
2: Yes, but I think cop is doing such a good job in his spot that Mm -hmm. it's also making fans think like, huh, what is life going to be like if Ryan Strom doesn't work out? Could we potentially go the cop route or, or something else? But yeah, I mean, I think I think fans are just a little upset with Strome with the with the miss nets. If I'm being yeah. honest, I mean like yeah. I am too. It's like common sense, but um yeah.
0: I also, of fans, had, but yeah, once Ranger fans just like love to hate someone, they just love to hate him, and we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, dude, like
2: remember remember Howden, bro. He was
0: yeah. Oof. I love I loved Howden. I thought Howden was great. And of course you did. Yeah, great two hundred great great two hundred foot player. great two hundred foot player did everything right. And, and, and then again, like people having just having a career year in Vegas right now, people just expect more out of him. It's like the New York pressure, you know, you just kind of like expect your athletes to come in and perform and and not everyone is used to that role and used to that kind of pressure. Like Dryden hunt was in fucking Florida and Arizona when Florida mm-hmm. wasn't good. And Arizona is the worst team in the league. worst franchise in the league, like what do you, you know, this is a year where he like is probably just exposed to something completely new. And yeah, listen, has he like done well? I think he's done exactly what's been needed of him, but you know,
2: yeah, yeah. I more. mean, listen, if you're putting him on the fourth line, I don't have a fucking problem yeah. with it. But when you're putting him on our second line or our third line, then I have a problem with it because it's affecting the rest of the line. Um, yeah, that's that's really all I have to say about the guy. But uh, you want to kick it over to Ryan
0: yes but before we do let's just go through the rangers schedule for the week on tuesday night they are in new jersey again at seven o'clock and uh that's going to be a revenge game from the last devils game because that was a tough one when we uh you know blew that i hope so man um and then on thursday they're home against the penguins which will be another huge game against pittsburgh they've been a lot of fun thus far those rangers penguins games then on on saturday night they are home at 7 o'clock against the Ottawa Senators, and that's it for this week. So just those three games in New Jersey on Tuesday and then at home on Thursday and Saturday, and then a big game coming up next Tuesday, but we're not going to talk about that one right now. We'll probably touch on that on next week's episode, but I think that's going to wrap it up for the intro. We'll send it over to Ryan Mead. Hope you guys enjoy. This week we're happy to welcome back the biggest celebrity wow. <laughs> for, the, for the New York Rangers. <laughs> I had <have> the <laughs> honor of finally meeting him in person on last Friday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um but before I gloat about him even more I just want to introduce him. So welcome back Thank to the you. podcast Recurring guest and friend Ryan Mead from Brewster. Wow.
1: Best friend Johnny Lazarus. I mean I know exactly what college you went to and I know everything about you. I didn't <laughs> guess like six other colleges before. I know everything about college hockey. I bragged about that all the time. So yeah. This is just going to be a big Thanks. guy
0: flirt episode. Cody Yeah, I love guy flirting. Opening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean
2: I actually wanted to kick it off here and just ask my new friend, Ryan, you <laughs> mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm kind of concerned for your overall uh, overall being Um, how do you continuously take that abuse from Greg with uh, all the Mets gibberish?
1: Oh, to be honest, like it's just part of the show. Like at, at some point you have to be a professional. I'm not a Mets fan. I don't give a shit about them at all. <laughs> um, couldn't care less, but I know everything about the Mets. Uh, so I, I, I host a Mets horse racing, gambling, And a bunch of other things, podcasts, but I really, I just like to talk about the Rangers. I like follow one other sports team on earth and like one sumo wrestler. And that's about- Yeah, you're a Rays fan, right? I am a Rays fan, Wander Franco for life, absolutely.
2: How did that come to fruition?
1: I grew up a Yankees fan and my dad left and he was a Yankees fan. So I was like, I hate my dad. And then I like (laughs) left, (laughs) I left being a Yankees fan. And then I was like, I got out of baseball for a little bit. And then this, this guy who definitely beat his wife later in life, Jonah Carey, um, released a book called The Extra 3%, and I read it and I was like, This book is sick. It's all about the, the Rays, like game the system and beat everybody by doing everything differently. And I was like, Oh, the Rays are cool. They have no money and they do weird shit. So I want to be a fan of them. And since 2008, I was a fan of them. Sort of <laughs> bandwagon. And then they lost to the Phillies, and I've been in mis- misery ever since. So there you go. But you oh like my pain, God. Yeah. I love I like pain, it. bro. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm a Liverpool fan now. It's been great.
2: It's been great. <laughs> oh, getting, getting into some footy. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's raise, uh, raise Liverpool, and then the Rangers are on top, and then Wakataka Kage from the the, the sumo wrestling circuit is my fourth <laughs> guy. That's my four things I follow. I okay. feel like so
0: many people listening right now, like by your tone of voice, would think that everything you just said was probably a complete joke, but I, it's like 100. So. Yes. percent <laughs> It's
1: all real. I promise. It's all real.
2: That's amazing. And you know, one thing to to get into some Rangers talk. You know, one thing you and Johnny have in common uh, that me and Johnny have talked about quite often as of recent is we both, you know, you guys both feel that Vetrano might not be, you know, the Rangers first line answer here. Um, so that being said, I do agree <laughs> that Vetrano would be our first line answer. So, you know, what, what would your optimal lines be, uh, come playoff time. Well, if we're fully right the, healthy?
1: right into the nitty gritty got super slandered on this yeah. on Twitter. I put Lafreniere back on the top line and people were like, you're an idiot. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, They've they've had a really great puck possession. Have you seen Mika Savannah and Chris Kreider with Lafreniere off off camera? It's incredibly adorable. The chemistry is mm-hmm. there. I know Lafreniere is a left wing long term, but unfortunately, yeah, uh, Laf- uh, Lafreniere plays with our team Venera and Chris Kreider, who are also left wings. Chris Kreider obviously has forty five goals right now. He's an absolute monster. So the best thing you can do for Lafreniere is put him on the right wing. I have no problem with Frank playing the top line. Obviously, he shut he shut me up. He scored five goals in like four games. He's mm-hmm. been awesome. Uh, but everyone gets hot in the NHL and people have you seen it? Colin Blackwell last year. We're like, oh, my God, we found the answer. He plays with Artemi Federer and Ryan Strom. It's it. That's it. Uh, and then Colin Blackwell was expendable and a nobody. And I'm not downing on Frank. He's awesome. He's been great so far. Frank the Tank, great nickname. But uh, I don't see how we can see that maybe as a long term solution. Maybe it is, but I'm cool with tempering with the Lions. I don't think putting Lafreniere back up in the top six, especially once Kako, ba- Kako is back, is is a bad thing. Doesn't feel weird to me.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I'm a big uh, proprietor of Johnny's college boy, Vertrano. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think, uh, I think he brings a different element as of recent. You can just say shoots the puck, Cody. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, me and and Johnny, it's funny you say that because me and Johnny discussed it last week and he always says how similar to Cried or Vertrano is, but I feel like it's kind of, nice that he shoots the puck because uh Kreider always just has that net front presence where you know Vitrano's now kind of shooting it from all ends of the ice
0: I want to add something really quick Ryan you're you guys are like both like somewhat of NBA fans right yeah, yeah. No. Point. So okay. Well, when Botrano, like WWE for sure. When, when Betrano, for any NBA fans sport. that are listening, when Betrano scored his first goal against Buffalo, when he came in on that two on one and took like a fucking snapshot from the top of the circles, like in my mind, that's when you know Obi Toppin goes to shoot a three pointer from like five mm-hmm. feet behind the arc. Obi Toppin, and, ev- and everyone's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but then they, but then he makes it. So it's like you know, like what, like in, in my mind, you know, a lot of Ranger fans always complain about you know, not shooting the puck, but when a guy like Frank Retrano shoots on a two-on-one from the top of the circles, everyone, like, I, I immediately felt like, why are you shooting that? You have so much room, like walk it in, but then he proves us wrong and, and, you know, goes bar in.
1: I want to be so clear about this, Johnny. I am not making a hot take by saying, put Lafreniere your back. This isn't like a no, controversy. No, no. I meeting. agree. I agree. With I'm that. not trying to stir shit up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just think well, it's an interesting, like you, you could do so much with this lineup now and that's fun.
0: Well, we're only yeah. going to clip the three seconds you saying. Lafayette I know what America you're going to do.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And you know what's so funny? Johnny, like, loves to make comparisons to what the Rangers do, to what the Knicks are doing. So, like, Igor can have a 65 65 save shutout, and he'll be like, yeah, it's so similar to, like, RJ Barrett me of Jacob a three. De- let,
1: me, let me do it, Greg. That reminds me of Jacob DeGrom and Igor Shisterkin. You see, both players they, <laughs> it just relies on them. It's wherever they go, just like the Mets.
0: See, You're I'm telling me to- Igor Shesterkin and Mitchell Robinson don't have sim- similarities?
1: They do not. <laughs> <laughs> they do not. Uh,
0: but let's let's uh rewind a little bit. We're recording this right before the Red Wings game on Wednesday. This comes out the following Monday, so it's a little bit oh okay. A little bit delayed. Yeah. But yeah, um still have to play the Islanders
1: and some
0: other things. Yep, still do play the Islanders, so a lot of things to happen. I think the Flyers on Sunday. But um, I want to rewind back to the Penguins game in Pittsburgh, and that last two minutes—I know I loved your uh, your little recap you. on Twitter. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> you are the voice inside all Ranger fans' brains. But that two minutes felt very similar to you know, let's say like a Game Five, Game Seven in Pittsburgh from like 2014, where Igor kind of you know shows some signs of maybe Lundqvist back in his playoff days. How many of those games do you think we're gonna have to like suffer through in a first round series?
1: Seven. You think, yeah. that, you think all seven? Yeah, the yeah, I'm going seven. Um really I think the Rangers win in seven versus Pittsburgh if it's you them. Do. Um I feel pretty confident about it. I'm sure I'll eat shit about this in the future, but mm-hmm. I, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins don't scare me. It's so funny we we're talking about our show. Like the two teams we want to see the most is the Capitals and the Penguins, mm-hmm. like oh, the whole right. East. It's like, okay, I feel like we have their number, I think we can take it to them. Could, Clearly the Rangers have outgraded the Penguins, which is like so weird to tell you, like, it's not just that we had a goaltender stand on his head. It's the outplayed out hustled and outmanned the Penguins both two games and three in three games for the, each team. So for that, it's like, OK, I feel like they can take it to them in the playoffs. And I think it's go seven games because Crosby and Malkin are just monsters.
0: I'm saying this right now. It's been talked about so much that it's going to be Rangers Penguins that one way or another, it's going to be Rangers versus Hurricanes one way or another. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Every, Everyone's just been saying and assuming Rangers-Penguins that something's going to happen. There's still a lot of games left. There's like, you know, as we're recording, I think there's 16 games to play. I don't think more. the Hurricanes
1: lose their 15. first
0: spot. Yeah, we, we might be lucky to make it
2: through five if that's the case. I hope that doesn't happen.
1: The Canes for are my sure. nightmare matchup for the Same,
2: Rangers. same. I've been saying it for weeks. They're the one team I just kind of want to steer clear of. Even with Florida's additions, like for me, it's just I don't want the Hurricanes. I need somebody to take them
1: out. Florida's a little slower. I know they have a ton of great forwards and everyone's mm-hmm. got speed and the depth is incredible, but I, I feel good. Igor has a pretty good track record against them. And I feel like the Rangers could play a kind of counter style to what, what they're doing. Whereas the hurricane is just right. like, we're going to skate way past that super quickly yeah. and just shoot a shit ton of pucks and see what happens. Um, and I don't think that matches up well for the Rangers at all.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong at all. And, and to add a little bit to what you were just saying, I mean, we just made all these additions to our team. So how far would we need to go in playoffs uh, for you to define our deadline trades successful or ultimately deem them worth it?
1: I think, I think it's uh great right now. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to call it a success. Like it's clear that Chris, Dr- <laughs> Chris yeah, you have to, it's yeah. clear that Chris jury made the right moves to like, Buffer the team to give them the best chance. If they yeah. lose to Pittsburgh in six, like, yeah, shit happens. Life sucks. And, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's being a Ranger fan. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, was still, it was still the right move at the time. I'm not going to lambast him. I could lambast him for the bootstrap street all day long. No one wants to hear about that. But uh, I'm not going to lambast him for making the right moves to make this team stronger and maybe even giving a safety net in, in Andrew Kopp for, and when Ryan Strom does eventually walk. If right. they strike out on another two C's, Andrew Kopp will be your two C next year, and that's that's okay. I, I'm sure I'll be lackluster about it at sometimes, and I will, uh, I will say bad things about Andrew Copp in the future. He's but he's been great so far. And mm-hmm. this team, if they lose to seven in Pittsburgh, like that's great. If they make the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm totally cool with giving the Jets a first round pick for Eastern Conference Final trip. I'll trade that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm right there with you. I think to me, it would it would be worth it uh, just to see the development of the young guys too. And really get that experience as well. So I'm I'm in alignment with you. I think I would obviously like to see them win around, but again, like you said, shit happens. So you know they might lose to the. It's PG hockey, seven. baby! Like yeah. the
1: Kings when they when they made that run, were an eight seed, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, they're actually the best team in the league, and they're too big and destroyed too strong. everyone. Like what happened? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Say they with the they, Blues. Yeah, I think they only lost like three games on the road in that run too. Like they were money on the road. Whatever yeah, it's
1: it's the NHL. It's I I, I know there there is some parity in the league. Obviously, the, the the Blackhawks and the Tampa Bay Lightning mm-hmm. are incredibly uh, you know dynasty like teams. But somebody can't get hot and go on a run. That's all it takes.
2: Yeah, that that Kings series was just a nightmare for me. I had tickets to Game Four, so yep. we were down three zero, and I I remember my dad obviously spent a lot of money on those tickets, and you know I was just like having a tantrum that I don't want to go, and of course Dude, that's I- the one game.
1: Yeah, and that's the yeah. one game we
2: win, and then we just get blown out, like losing game five, and I'm just like, great.
1: I think about that series a lot, but I think about the Tampa Bay Lightning series a lot more, so I won't get into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, 2015,
2: that. Yeah, that, I think
1: about it all the time.
2: Same, that team was <laughs> that, that was our best team we had, I think, in the Lungfist era. So if yeah. one team was going to do it, I, I thought it was that team as well.
0: I think more so about what would happen if we played the Blackhawks instead of the Kings. Like I think we would have matched up way better against Chicago in 2014. than
1: Would have played the Blackhawks in 2015 again. So, yeah. Zucrow doesn't get hit in the head with that puck, and maybe McDonald doesn't break his foot and all
0: these or other score a goal things. At home.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah, that. yeah the Zuc yeah. injury was the killer for
1: sure. Well, yeah,
0: I, they I wouldn't say anything. I want to piggyback back while we're on Chicago. I talked about it like you know a couple episodes about the Patrick Kane rumors. But is he someone Whatever. you would want? Would no. you want him though? You no, him?
1: I don't care. Like, Why? The, the Rangers need a second line center. You know what they don't need? Like a right wing. Like I, everyone's like Patrick Kane. Have you seen? Like I'm not, I'm not a stats guy. I actually don't give a shit. Like I, <laughs> I, I look at analytics, and people are like, oh, chart boy. I couldn't be less. It's like blue mm. bar is good, red bar bad, and that's, that's as I far am. as that's as far as mm-hmm. I go. Yeah. And can Patrick Kane over the past three years, gotta tell you, red bar bad. Like I know he's got, I know he's got points, and. I understand it's the name value, but that's not the value. That's not what the Rangers need. They need a second-line center. They, don't, they can't afford it right wing.
0: You're telling me that we don't need a mid-30-year-old kind of age guy that's outside of his prime that's just a cool name and a Haven't flashy have we done player? this before?
1: <laughs> 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 have we done this dance? Like, everyone's like, oh, what about, whoa, what if you put Patrick Kane on that power play? Wouldn't it be insane? The Rangers are the second-best power play in the yeah. game with Ryan Schroff. Right. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. What are we doing?
2: Yeah, and it's funny you talk about blue and red because – you know, Johnny and I had um, evolving hockey on a few weeks ago. Which one? Josh. We had Josh. Yeah. Okay. We had Josh. Yeah. Good. Good dude. Um. But so we had him on, and we were talking about Mark Scheifele about how he could be, you know, a really good option. And then Josh kind of went into the analytics of Mark Scheifele, and it was really cool to kind of learn about that. You know, he's actually trending downwards, and you wouldn't know it in terms of like defense. He's gotten worse and worse over the years defensively, and he's become like a liability. And you wouldn't know it just by obviously looking at his offensive
0: uh, stats. So you also wouldn't know it because nobody watches the Winnipeg Jets play. <laughs> nobody watches that's, the West. That's play. also true. The West is like
1: nobody cares unless you're unless you're the Avalanche. It's like who's tuning in? I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm a West Coast hater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But but to just follow up on your point about Shifley, and I think he's a good option. And I'm sure they'll investigate that. I do think they wanted Tom, Tomas. Hurdle um, pretty, pretty pretty badly I, I think once he went eight eight they couldn't get him I, I know they wanted seven seven and I'm not reporting that but I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for mm-hmm. um, the thing that you're gonna have to look about and this will be my narrative for the summer I'm introducing it now on your show congratulations um, is they want to find <laughs> they want to find the uh, the next Mika Sabinejad Mika Sabinejad was don't if, we all uh, yeah who doesn't <laughs> and that, that's kind of the goal they had a great. Team friendly contract with Mika Zibinajad, five x five for five years, and that's what they're going to look at. Like, is Ryan Strom the next Mika Binajad? No. Right. Um, and I like Ryan Strom, and I I think he's hilarious, and he, obviously you can make a lot of fun of him. It's the best, but uh, <laughs> it's so no fun. It's, it's he's a crazy enigma hockey player, but he's he is underrated in a lot of ways. And I, but they want to find the next version of that. Who's the undervalued asset somewhere else? Maybe maybe a name we're not thinking of. Could it be a Dylan Larkin? Is someone they've looked at? I know that for sure. Um, we'll see.
2: Yeah. I've been talking about Dylan Larkin. Uh, as of recent, I, I mentioned him to Johnny leading up to the deadline. You never know, but I feel like if you make a move with Steve, you're going to get fleeced one way or another. So not
1: always, there's one bad trade in there, um, <laughs> but that's, that's about it. Usually yeah. you get fleeced.
2: Yeah. But circling back to what you were saying with the two C. So, you know, would you rather sign Strom, let's say for $6 million or give that money to cop and then maybe like of a Vetrano or a Mott for next year and, and, you know, turn two pieces and turn one piece into two pieces
1: Uh, you can't like here's the thing like sometimes you just fall in love with dudes so easy Mm -hmm. like i i already am like i'm I'm getting i'm ready getting ready to get like a tyler mott tattoo like (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm, like ready to go i love frank like these are my guys I'm ready to go to war and like you you have to find the next version of that for sheep right it's always like that's how you you do the do the right thing unfortunately. And, uh, I, I wouldn't mind signing shining Ryan Strom for like a five X five. Like I would love something like that. He'll net. If I was his agent, I'd like take a knife to him. Like, there's no way, like this is the last time he's going to get a big payday. But from what I've heard, like executives don't like love Ryan Strom because he takes a lot of penalties and he's played Mm. with and It's like playing with LeBron James, like, you know, Oh, uh, he plays with LeBron. How good could he really be? And sometimes they're very good. Sometimes that's not the case. So, uh, i i hope they do something like ryan strobe but i think ryan strobe's out of the door i, I think andrew Cop is the is the fallback option if they when they try and take their big swing which is like the package everybody has traded for every everybody for the last three years which is just Niels longquist crafts off in a first whatever they can get for that plus robertson or whatever is that's going to be their big two c swing and that'll be your cup cup team for the next three years
2: yeah yeah that yeah i mean that makes sense and you know I know you're such a big Libor Hayek fan so Love him you-
1: <laughs> Love him I have a picture with him I've never posted it Fourth yeah, line winger Yeah that's he's great. the best
2: Um uh, yeah I was going to say who do you think who do you think leaves this team first Hayek or uh or Kraftsov Uh
1: I, I think it's going to be Hayek cuz I think it will be the end of the season Um but uh I think Kraftsov is I, I I would say that uh, I think it's like a 005 it's tough. he's back like yeah. I, I I know Drury and him have like Def, definitely hate each other and it's all mm-hmm. over but like also hey like you're on the elc and you're a right line winger and you're cheap and talented that's so crazy isn't it we have the cap issues um so like maybe they like mend it at the last second like the last second but otherwise i think he's a goner.
0: cody did i not say last episode that tyler mount be a fan favorite by end by the end of the month you did you
2: did yeah you said yeah. in a few weeks he'll be a fan favorite for sure i did i will uh i'll confirm that
0: yeah i was i was gonna say but um, you know, Tyler Mott, like Ryan, like, like, I think we talked about it at, at, uh, the Canuck the other night, but he's just yeah. like, you know, not sexy, but you just kind of notice him when he's out there. He's like a little spark plug.
1: Dude, when he passed the puck back. I was like, uh-huh. this guy's the best player I've yeah. ever seen in my life. He just life. knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, I don't understand, like when when there's you're trying to run time and you're like just taking it to the net. Like, actually, we're up, which we probably just maintain puck possession. Have we ever considered uh-huh. that? And then when he did it, I was like, wow, this guy's a genius. He's unbelievable.
0: Well, it's similar too to what Fox does so well. Like Fox is a, a guy that kind of just like not I don't know how to say this like hockey term, but like reads the room in a sense. Like he mm-hmm. he he also played roller hockey growing up, where like roller hockey is like a very puck possession game. You slow it down if you don't see anything. Like how many times have you say that adam fox skate the puck like through the neutral zone and then turn back when he doesn't see anything by the blue line like he doesn't want to dump it and chase it like i i think like mod well, you is can't just a, dump
1: it chase it like that's what no. makes him he's, he's just, a, well adam thing. can obviously
0: but adam can dump it in and have someone go get it but he's just like like mod is just a smart hockey player and i think cop too i don't know if you said this in, in your little two minute breakdown video but i think cops shot on that penalty kill that you, you were talking about um mm-hmm. in the pittsburgh game i think that was like a shot pass in in a sense where like he knew Jari would like play it to to where Matt was to send it back. Like, I thought that was a really like heads up play.
1: Yeah, definitely a heads up play. They're both, they're both great acquisitions like, and Mm -hmm. they were cheap and like, who cares? Like I'm ready to roll. You don't get, how many times do we have to say this, right? Like you don't get a hard candidate, Vesna goalie, Adam Fox, former Norris guy who's third in goals. His name's Chris Kreider. He's doing something that only Mario Lemieux did. Like this is, it's ridiculous. Like you don't get this many chances in life to do something fun.
0: Blair Betts and Ryan Holway walked, so Andrew Kopp and Tyler Mott could run. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to talk to you about the D pairings, because obviously everyone talks about the forward lines and Lafreniere when Kako gets back and Rooney and all these different yeah. scenarios that we can't really, you know, come to a conclusion with right now. But the D are pretty much set in stone. We got Justin Braun, who, you know, can be in the lineup right now. He's not. But what do you want to see in the first round as far as those uh, six guys go?
1: I think Nemeth actually has been a little underrated the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's been a punching bag the entire season, but he's been suitable. It's been fine. Yeah, he's been playing better. Yeah, he's fine. Like, yeah, uh, we don't know what he went through personally, but obviously with yeah. some shit. So, uh, but he seems to be back back to normal. I wouldn't mind, like, if they play matchups. I, I can't take Braden Schneider out of the lineup. Yeah. I-, I think uh, don't go back and listen to the times I definitely slammed slain. I said really, really bad things. But I, I, can't take him out of the lineup. He's awesome. Um, even just his offensive prowess, like it's so advanced for his age. Like he's in the, he's playing in the NHL when a lot of other people from his draft class just aren't, and he's succeeding nice. at a high level. And uh, I, I, I know a lot of people want to want to put Keandre with Fox, but I push back on that a little bit. I do think as I become an old man. I think more and more <laughs> about chemistry and how much it actually matters. Mm-hmm. And Ryan uh, Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox were struggling for a couple weeks there. They've started to get back together again. Uh, it's a long season. There's a lot of games. Fox was probably playing himself back from an injury. Ryan Stroms always, uh, Ryan, Strom, Ryan Lindgren's always bleeding. So I, I do think you kind of like stick it as it is already. Maybe if maybe if Schneider really struggles in a playoff matchup, you put Braun in there. But I w- I would say. Braun's kind of like the X factor, just depth piece. If somebody gets hurt, he gets in there. Or if you want to get a little more physical, play a little bigger, you'll play him instead. I well, wouldn't mind put it, bringing back up Jones either and giving him a shot for the last couple of games.
0: Well, would you consider mm-hmm. like putting Braun in where Lingren is? Because a lot of Ranger fans are complaining about Lingren's play all year. And why not throw Justin Braun on the left side, even though you know he's not an offensive defenseman, but he's a shutdown guy that Foxy could benefit from playing with.
1: The Rangers are going like, to be like a 110-point team. Like I, I, if Ryan Lingard's been there all year, I, yeah. I'm not sure really to question like
0: it. Yeah. Re-invent the, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can be like,
1: oh, let's reinvent the wheel. Like, oh, cool, let's nitpick this. But um, what's really important to me is that my Norris-winning defenseman has someone he trusts with him, and he has chemistry with. Like, he knows exactly where Ryan is gonna be. They mm-hmm. like breathe each other's breath all day long. Like they, <laughs> they're like sucking it all in. So I, I can't, I can't switch it up right now. I'm gonna go to war with the guys I have.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to add to that a little bit. You know, we we're speaking about defense, but I did want to talk about the offense a little bit. And you might want to cover your ears for this because there might be some uh, you know, Kako. Yeah. <laughs> so um when the Kako comes back, Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> when when Kako comes back, I mean, where do you see him falling into this lineup? And Johnny and I talked about it a little bit last week. It could make sense to send him to Hartford for a few games to get no acclimated.
1: Chance. No, <laughs> chance. no chance. No so, chance.
2: So what do you think? So what do you think? You you think back on line two, line
1: three, line five? What? I think it depends on his wrist, which has not been formally reported or confirmed by the team. Yeah, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know it. Um, <laughs> he had surgery. Wrist surgery, and he's recovered from it. And like that's a hard surgery when you're a hockey player. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I think he has to go immediately back with Ryan Strom and Panarin. Like that line was electric, boogaloo, like sensation mm-hmm. for like ten games, and then. I follow a good person on Twitter named Adam et cetera. I plug him like every podcast now. I hate it. Um, and he's <laughs> a really really smart guy. And he was pretty. He pretty much DM me. He he's like, "Yo, Panarin hates playing with Kaka. He like hates it." And I was like, "No way, no way." And then uh, Karp before he retired kind of like hinted at it. And you could kind of see it a little bit, um, because of Kaka doesn't go across the blue line fast enough sometimes. But when they were together for ten games, like they were clicking. They were the best Ranger line I'd seen in like five years. They've been unbelievable. That's cool. Um, and Kako- Ka- yeah that's
2: Ka- so bold that's bold. Cool. i know
1: listen, kzb is probably number one when it was really clicking i mean I've, I'm, I'm ready to hear your arguments otherwise um, Wait, I, I love that line i love KZB. that line so uh, ZD, uh, yeah 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 um and that that line was clicking but those 10 games like it was like banana land they were going crazy and then all of a sudden it was like hey actually kako like vince wrote that day he was like I'm, a, I'm ready to declare this, the first line for the New York Rangers. And immediately Gallant was like, okay, he's actually, Kako's up with Nika and Kreider and the chemistry never clicked. It never really got there. And I like Lafreniere way better with them anyway, because Lafreniere is a playmaker. He's a creator. And now mm-hmm. the difference is Frank just shoots the goddamn puck, yeah, um, right. which is awesome for them. But I, I think Kako is like a, a more advanced version of Jesper Fast, who could be like a forechecking, like big bodied version, who could mm-hmm. really do a lot of things that Jesper Fast couldn't do before. And I think Kako was really on the verge of, taking that next step before he broke his wrist and probably was playing with it for a couple of games before he even said anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point for me. It, you know, Panarin and Strom, even though Panarin has an amazing shot, I mean, he's a playmaker. That's what it comes down to. And I feel like Strom is as well. So I think that line really needs a shoot first guy, uh, be taco.
1: But Kako was a shoe first guy right, in his draft right, class, and right. they ruined his freaking confidence like over <laughs> and over again. He, they, it, obviously, it was like make sure you pass to the veterans, like your yeah. dads, Make sure you pass to them. Like the guy has a shot. The guy could play along the boards. And guess what? He has hands too. And I know I have a church about him. And I know I sell merch, and I totally understand. <laughs>
2: He's that. so slow though.
1: He is like him and Lafreniere need a skating coach so bad. No, but
2: Lafreniere is actually the prettiest skater. I don't know if you've heard from John. You're
1: crazy. I didn't say fastest. (laughs) He's gorgeous out there. He's okay. No, he reads the game, Adam Foxton, in, like in, in in sort of like an, an advanced NHL way. But his skating is not good. I think so, he's like, a
0: gorgeous skater. I don't John, think he's fast. He's
1: <laughs> crazy. He, he knows where Vince to be. And Kako hesitates. He like watch Kako when he comes back. He hesitates. Lafreniere confidently gets to the dirty areas all the mm-hmm. time. But look, Kako does not do that. He's like reading the game a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. He also just yes. over
0: sick handles every time he gets the puck.
1: Big time, and yeah. that's because he's hesitating, and like yeah. he, you could tell his confidence is shaken, and trying to right. do a certain thing, but it's all there, like, and yeah. that's that's why people are like, we're gonna trade Kako, like, no, we're not. What are you talking about? He's a second overall pick. He's gonna be like worth two million dollars on he's a like team 20. that's capped crunch. Yeah, he's twenty-one. Yeah. Like, have you seen Chris Kreider? He didn't do shit till this. I knew he did a lot. I love. Chris but he, <laughs> he, he really exploded on his thirty-year-old birthday. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you mentioned Kreider, and and. I'm probably just gonna take Cody's like you know this is Cody's whole uh, myth or, I guess or, oh, or here or, we or go stick? no no we're trying to we're trying to manifest this do you think Kreider skates out in game one in the playoffs with a C on his chest no I've been saying up? this for months yeah. if it happens you got to call me out on your podcast yeah.
1: I'll call, I'll say Cody got my best friend Cody actually <laughs> <I know> what, <laughs> my whole to, life
2: you need to put a Kreider billboard up in Times Square
1: <laughs> so, so here's the, here's my thing we don't we don't repeat jokes like <laughs> people <laughs> <laughs> are like do the billboard do another shirt it's like no. Never like everything has diminishing returns. We'll never do it again. Sorry. But yeah, yeah the, the Jack Echo billboard went over. Well, obviously.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it did. And so, so that being said, what I mean, when do you think they will name? I, I got to believe it's Crider at this point. If it's Have not, you it's like
1: heard Crider talk about the team. Like he won't talk about himself. There's no way. He'll, he'll never advocate. He's the, he's the captain. Everybody knows. Mm. I don't know how Barclay Goodrow got an A. I still don't understand that. And mm. uh, no, no shots at Barclay Goodrow. Like he was there for like a day and he was like, I'm an alternate captain. I'm right up. So, like, cool. Right. Uh, who are you? Adam Fox right here. Look. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think Fox probably Fox or Truba like Truba just recruited all these guys. truba's going to get the C next year. They'll probably be like, for you think so. Purposes. I've been calling Truba get the C for like two years. It's really Chris Kreider's team yeah. um, for sure. Truba's at, more outspoken though, yeah. Yeah, just Kreider does he's a serial killer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's a weirdo, he's a weird dude. Um and he, he definitely pumps up his team more than anybody else, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could see we I mean we've talked about it so much, I feel like, but you know, anybody between Kreider and, and Truba and and even Fox, I, I know Fox pro- you know, probably won't end up getting it because it'll be one of the older guys, but I think anyone Why not would, Fox?
1: It's not like he's yeah. going anywhere. He'll be the I, captain so we're we like die. Insert like, Inter-
0: Inter- Johnny talk point. I just, I just don't think it's, it's a responsibility he wants to take on. He's never worn a C before in his life. And he's not like, he's not the most outspoken guy either. I mean, he just kind of like, you know, leads by example, but also isn't the guy who's going to like defend his teammates, you know, right away. Like he'll, he'll drop the gloves maybe at some point of lingering, it's from behind, but he's not dropping the gloves to like spark the team. No,
1: Chris Kreider will spear anybody yeah. for like anybody yeah. on the team. It's Kreider's team. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just don't think Foxy I just don't think the Foxy captain thing is like, listen, and and like, you know, I'll obviously say the best things about Adam till Mm -hmm. I die. But, um, you know, I just I just don't think that's a responsibility that he would want to even take on because he doesn't really like the attention as it is. So adding that to that, you know, I just don't think that's something he would want.
1: I don't think so either. I agree with you. I, even in the post game, like, or the mid game interviews, Adam's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, we're, um, mm, yeah, yeah, we're out there. Uh, and I'm like, all right, right, Adam, we're good, buddy. I love you. <laughs> Wait, did you <laughs> agree with you me? Think?
2: That's yeah, sick. Yeah. That's yeah, so sick. Thank you. No, it's so good. <laughs> 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 okay. So, so one thing I actually have to bring up is Johnny and I talked about this come playoff time. Let's say the Rangers, whoever they're playing, they're up 2 0. Oh yeah, shit. what is? This? Yeah, he knows. He. Knows we should start your give You're right. In, insane take, right? Insane take. He. I didn't say it's... I wanted it to happen. No, I no, oh, no. is that really what you
1: were gonna say? Yes, <laughs> yes.
2: Johnny tried telling me
1: that if we are up 2 no, get the fuck out of out. I said I could
2: out. see it out. happening. I didn't I'll
0: hang up that. right now.
1: Insane. No get out of here. No way. If you see the original circuit, he's like, he's confidence like embodied. He's unbelievable. You guys don't pay for Pro Zoom, you nerds.
0: Yeah, you, you got that too. To nine <laughs> minutes. Oh we had God. Pro Zoom, but then it, it ran out. Johnny we, fucked have, we haven't us. paid for it yet. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah,
1: crazy. We use free stuff. That's wild. Anyway,
0: should we should we not use Zoom? Let's use the next nine minutes and forty five seconds to bash Zoom.
1: <laughs> no, Zoom's fine. Like whatever. I know a lot of people that you use Zoom for podcasts. I use a program from 1995. Dude, Google Meet is trash. It's fine. I I use like again. I use something that's like off the beaten path. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's it. fair. Yeah. No one, yeah. you
0: know. Wait, what do you? Yeah, what do you guys use? I remember the what was the I platform?
1: I use uh, called Uber Conference. Yeah, I've been oh, using okay. it for like okay. for like seven years now, and like I think we're like one of twelve people that use it. It's You're very a tech fun. guy. Yeah, yeah. Business. Yeah, and like and the thing we record on is from
0: 1995.
1: So, <laughs> not kidding. Yeah, it's a program from
0: 1995. Um, Cody, but uh, do you have any like final thoughts before we let Ryan go? No, I mean this was great. Um.
2: The only thing is, so so that's a hard no to Georgiev getting the three. Dude, um, what do um, you want me to tell you?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah like Igor passed right, the puck. I, I you just like want to make sure I just I want to make sure I'm the top top not the top only. Top
2: yeah, okay, because you know Johnny sometimes he thinks uh, he thinks Georgiev is is better than he is. You know, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, that's it, man. Th- this was great, uh, Johnny. All you.
0: I stand by the take, dude. Did you see Gore? Did you see Gore? Did you, did you see Gore? See, yeah. You, did it, you
2: see yeah Yor- still about Igor,
1: bro. I know.
0: Did you see Georgiev play against Carolina? He should start every single game if we play the Hurricanes.
1: Did, did you see uh, <laughs> Georgiev start the game before where he fell on his ass? In the oh, bucket? terrible! Was sick, right? Or the game against Buffalo terrible. that I was at. Yeah. Terrible. He lets in some softies. Like I think he gets too much hate sometimes, but boy, it's really rough. Some, it's really, really rough.
0: Yeah. But uh, Ryan, we love you. You're welcome. You. So awesome. On here whenever you. you want, Thank and. You. uh, Always tweet out when you're going to the game so I can, you know, stroll the concourse and find you. You're literally like there are people lining up to take a picture of this guy. It's fucking, it's, awesome. it's fucking wild.
1: I don't understand. I'm an asshole. I
0: don't know anything. But wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. I what? do have one final thought. Oh, yes, oh, okay. yes, yes. So Ryan, when you guys took a picture last week, yeah, and yeah. Johnny, you know, tagged you on Instagram. <laughs> well, so I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, Ryan has an Instagram. You know, we're not. having him on the show. Let me <laughs> let me check him out. Yeah. Yo, this guy, Johnny Tagged, was some, like, nope. brawlic, like, 40-year-old <laughs> Yo, like, dude tea, with, like with arm-sleeved hats canoeing in the Amazon. Yeah.
1: My dude. Yeah. yeah. No, I deleted all. Uh, I'm very- I had checking. to break the news to him. I, d- I deleted all meta-related uh, objects from my life. Facebook. It's probably a smart Instagram. idea. Yeah. Just um, Twitter is my only life. It's like, I love Twitter. It's amazing. I think it's great and underrated somehow mm-hmm. still. Uh, everything else, I'm off. I don't care.
0: I could have sworn I saw you on TikTok.
1: Not a TikTok guy. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is the other Ryan Mead, nee, dude. Yeah. I keep telling you. De- no. Deleted. I, I like had TikTok for like two weeks. I ended up staying up to like 2 a.m. looking at them. I was like, I feel weird and I hate this. Mm-hmm. And then I deleted it and I was like, I'm too old. I cannot do this. And I'm going to stick to Twitter. That's it.
0: Yeah. Twitter is the goat.
1: That's it, man. It's, mm-hmm. I met so many great people. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, it really is. But uh, once again, we love you. Thank you for coming on. And uh, thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. who
1: get it done.